Hey, thanks for pushing play and inviting me to hang out with you for part of your day. Welcome to the Stronger Together podcast. I'm Risa Ganell, licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. I'm a wife, mom, or Ema, as my daughter calls me, and stepmom. With 25 years of experience as a couples therapist, five marathons under my belt so far, and a passion for helping relationships thrive. Let's all get stronger together physically, emotionally, and in our most important relationships. Let's get to it. Welcome to this episode of the Stronger Together podcast. I have a really special guest here with us today because since we're going to be talking about dating your spouse, I couldn't possibly think of hosting this episode without inviting my husband to join me. So he's here, traveled all the way from the living room down to the basement (laughs) to hang out and have a conversation with me, with you. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, because most of you out there don't know who he is. Well, my name is Ofer. What I do for a living is I consult for NASA on instrument systems engineering and technology development management. I try to also keep as fit as I can, which is sometimes a challenge, and just uh, spend time with Risa. So... As you all can tell from what he does and what I do for a living, we have very different brains. He's one side of the brain and I'm the other side of the brain. (laughs) Sort of the yin and yang that we make work, right? Yeah, absolutely. As they say, opposites attract, but also there are certain things that we are very alike in, and that's also important. And I think when you marry your opposite in many ways, you marry a teacher and you can learn from the other person because they do things differently and they think differently. And we certainly have learned a lot from each other over the years, but we'll save that for a different podcast, I think. So today, we are talking about the importance of dating your spouse. We are, Ofer and I are about to be empty nesters. When I think about that, I think about all of the exciting things ahead of us that we can do together. But many times... Couples who reach this stage of life or are starting to prepare for this stage of life go into a bit of worry and panic because they may not have been focusing on taking care of their relationship over the years and during the time of raising their children and may feel sort of lost and wonder, what is this going to be like? Who is this person that I'm still married to? And do we have anything in common anymore? And that is one of the main reasons why it's so important to make sure to date your spouse through all the years of parenting, that our roles as husband and wife need to be taken care of just as much as our roles as parents. I hear lots of reasons in my office from the couples who come to see me as to why they don't do this. So, you know, you may have started off and you have a child and you get all consumed by raising that child. And then another one comes along and you become even more consumed and life just gets really busy. So you may be too tired, especially if you have really little kids. You might not trust anyone to watch your children. I know that's a big thing for a lot of families. You may also just need to work really long hours and sometimes maybe even take a second part-time job 
or something like that just in order to make ends meet because kids, you know, have a lot of expenses attached yeah. to them. Yeah, a few. And so money might be an issue. And you might just feel like you really don't have the time. Or the energy. Or the energy. Those are the reasons not to. Those are the reasons that it gets put to the bottom of the list. And we really want to talk about the reasons why it needs to be at the top of the list and why it's essential to do. And what comes to my mind is, well, I guess when I thought about this topic, to me, it was like, oh, everybody talks about you got to date your spouse. Like, it seems so obvious. It seems like such old advice. And I don't want to give you guys old advice. It's not just about have a date night. That'll fix everything. That'll make everything better if you're struggling with different aspects of your, of your relationship. It won't. <laughs> it's not the be all and end all, but it is an essential ingredient to taking care of your relationship. Yeah, I think that Part of the problem might also be if you don't have a lot of common interests, then you may feel like, oh my gosh, what do we talk about? What can we do during date night? I mean, after the 50th or the 150th one, can we still come up with things to do that won't just be blah and oh that again yeah and keeping it fresh keeping it fresh is really important in one of the previous episodes i talked about doing something new and how essential that is and this is one of the areas in your lives where you can experiment with doing new things to make it more interesting to make it more fun and something that you look forward to and to do on a regular basis you know i was listening to a podcast the other day and we live here in the baltimore area and this podcast was talking about a book called the hundred things to do in baltimore before you die and and the things that they were talking about, I'd never done before. I immediately went on Amazon and bought the book. <laughs> it's on its way because I thought to myself, wow, these are some really fun things that I never would have thought of. And that's something that we can explore and do together on our date nights. I think one of them was going to Pimlico Raceway, which we've never been to. And Pimlico is really known for the Preakness once a year in May, the big horse race. And I wouldn't necessarily want to go to that. It's really crowded. It's really busy. I mean, we could do that, but it doesn't have to be on that big event day. We could just take a day in the spring and play hooky from work <laughs> and go watch the horse races. Maybe have a little extra cash that we bet on one of the horses. See if it comes in. Yeah, the, the, especially if it's cash that we don't really mind losing. Right, ex exactly. It'd be cash that we would plan on losing, right? <laughs> that it wouldn't. Beyond the obvious, why is it so important to date your spouse and make sure to take care of that? And I really like to think of a marriage as a living entity that really requires nurturing and taking care of. It's something that's outside of yourself and your partner and lives in the space between you. And taking care of that space is essential or it dies and, you know, it withers on the vine and dies. Yeah, it's sort of like a place where you visit and meet. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't go there and your spouse doesn't go there or you go there at different times, it gets to be kind of a pretty lonely place. And after a while, it just closes down for business. And so certainly that's a huge reason for going on date nights. And it doesn't have to be at night. right? Like It can be any time of the day. We just went on a walk. As we're recording this, it's right before Christmas. And so we had the time, right? It didn't work today. So we went on a, like a two-mile walk together and just 
enjoyed the fresh air and chatted and talked about dreams for the future and the kinds of things we'd like to do and so on. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we were talking about is that couple that we met when we went to the National Harbor. Oh, that's right. And they actually just struck up a conversation with them at the bar while we were waiting for our table and they were waiting for theirs. And they seemed to be like they were about your age. My age, not his age. Yeah, they were (laughs) youngins. There's an eight-year age difference between Ophir and I. (laughs) Seven and a half. Come on. (laughs) I'm old, but not that old. Yeah. So we were talking with them. And one of the main things that the wife in this couple said was, yeah, they were out. Their their kids were at home. Usually they weren't. Usually they're both second-time married, just like we are. Right. And they have kids from his previous marriage and from her previous marriage. And normally they only go on dates when... Both sets of kids are with their exes. But this time something didn't work out. And so one set of kids, I think, were at the house. They left them with a babysitter and went anyway. And they were feeling really guilty. Yeah, she especially expressed feeling really guilty for being out and her kids being at at home. I think a lot of parents feel that way. I know a lot of the clients that I work with do feel that way. They don't want their kids to feel neglected. They don't want their kids to feel left out. They don't want to be perceived as neglecting their kids in some way. I think that there's a lot of pressure to really be super parents in this day and age. And that means monitoring every aspect of their children's lives. Oh, heaven forbid they should go on a bike ride by themselves in the neighborhood or walk to school without you right there with them. (laughs) Right. And so there is a lot of guilt that comes along with taking time for their relationship and setting aside the needs of the children. Like, look, our kids' needs are extremely important. They should be way up there on the priority list. At the same time, so should the needs of the marriage. It's not either or, it's and. And and you have to build in time for both. It has to be because if something is not done and you end up losing interest in the marriage, then if you end up divorcing your spouse, guess what? The kids are the ones who suffer the most. Yeah. So if you're experiencing that kind of guilt, we're letting you off the hook. We give you permission. <laughs> to let that go. Let it go. It's actually also very important that you model for your kids what a healthy relationship looks like and behaves like. Yeah, I think that's huge. I think that's one of the biggest reasons. You know, if your kids are really your main priority, then this is an excellent way to show them what is done in a healthy relationship, in a healthy marriage. That, hey, we take care of each other. We take care of our relationship separate from you guys. And we want you to have that model so that someday when you grow up, you do the same, right? Our kids are watching us. And I remember when I was young, I remember my parents doing that. And I'll tell you a little story about my family and my parents in particular. So they were introduced to each other by mutual friends, something like that. And they went out on a date on Saturday night. And then the following Saturday night, they went out on a date again. And it was at that second date afterwards that my father said to my mother, will you go out with me next Saturday night? And the next Saturday night. 
and the next Saturday night for the rest of your life? And she said yes. And they really did that. And that's what I remember when I was growing up is watching them get ready to go out together, go someplace special, do something without us. And my mom would let me put her makeup on her when I was a teenager and help her, you know, get ready for her special night out. And sometimes they were doing something that they were involved in, whether it was something they were volunteering, you know, some kind of event or a business event, but they were doing this together. And that was a, a role model that has really impacted me all these years later that I've, I've wanted to and done my best to make that happen in, in my life as well, in my relationship with I'm sure that as a kid also being left either with a babysitter or later when you're a teen by yourself in the house, it also contributes to your feeling of independence and your knowledge that you don't need somebody else to take care of you all the time. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you don't want your parents around, right? Kids don't want their parents around and that's Party. okay. <laughs> and that's okay. Sometimes it's difficult to make that happen. And so I encourage you to get creative in finding ways to make it happen and to make it happen on as regular a basis as you can, whether it's once a month, once a week, twice a month, whatever. Just make sure it doesn't fall off the radar and actually put it on the schedule because if it doesn't get put on the schedule in this day and age, we all know that it doesn't happen. It is just as important as a doctor's appointment which you wouldn't miss, or putting on the schedule your kids' sports activities, put on the schedule your date nights and hold to it. Those are sacred times that really has significant impact over the long term of your relationship, right? It's small things repeated often that have the greatest impact on relationships. And date night is one of those small things. And it doesn't have to be something really elaborate, right? Like, there's yeah. all different kinds of things you yeah, can do. Yeah, it could be just like we just did today. Just go out on a walk together. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, meeting up with a couple, another couple and going out on a double date, whether to a movie or a restaurant. Or if that's, you know, not something that you want to spend money on, have all the kids from both uh, families in one house and the adults in the other house. Yeah, exactly. To take time to... Or to connect with right. other families and, and swap, right? So you can support each other. Right. So that's one opportunity. And the other possibility, of course, is that you want to go out, you don't feel that you can trust a babysitter, maybe it's not in the budget, you know, find another a couple of friends who have kids and uh, just sometimes you go out, they watch your kids. Sometimes they go out, you watch their kids. Now, while we were out on our walk, we were talking a little bit about this topic because we knew where we were going to come down to the basement and record this. And I asked you, from your perspective... Why is it so important? Like beyond the obvious, why is it important to do these things from your perspective? The obvious stuff is actually pretty important. You know, it's not like that stuff, just because it's obvious, doesn't make it not important. Beyond that, it offers both an opportunity to do things together that you can then share as a shared interest or a shared experience or whatever. But also it's an opportunity to touch base with each other about things, whether at work or things that are bothering you or things that you're interested in doing or things that you are potentially considering, like um, our fantasy uh, retirement that I told you a few years back that I'd really love for us to kind of think about and see if we could make at least part of it a reality of once we retire, selling the house and 
using the money to invest and be able to use the proceeds to rent a villa in Tuscany for a year and then maybe rent a place in Key West, etc. And it's fun to talk about those things. And I think one of the key things that you said while we were on that walk together was it creates the opportunity, like you were just saying, to show interest in something that the other person really enjoys doing. Right. It kind of kind of validates to each other that those things are valuable and valued. Yeah. So <laughs> when we got married, we read vows to each other. And one of the things that I vowed to do <laughs> was to watch the sci-fi channel <laughs> with him. Although I also said I could not vow to stay awake. <laughs> Right. But that was really a genuine nod towards, hey, that's something that I know really interests you and is part of your world that I'm willing to take part in. I may not become a huge sci-fi fan, but... May not. (laughs) But I am willing to step into that world with you at times. Yeah. And that's a really important point, the at times portion, because it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden each of us has to take on all of the other's interests and hobbies and things that you love to do. It's about sharing at least a portion of it, not having to be totally disconnected, disjointed, and detached from each other. And it's also an opportunity to talk about the things that you do when you're off on your own doing stuff that you're interested in that your spouse is not. Yeah, that you go off and you do things without each other, and then you have interesting, wonderful things to talk about and share when you get back together. Right. All right. We're going to wrap things up. Thank you so much for doing this with me. It's really like you're a real sport for coming down here and getting on this podcast with me. Will you do it again? Absolutely. All right. Just ask. All right. Cool. So part of getting stronger together is when I get input from you. Please subscribe to this podcast and take a few minutes to write a review on iTunes. I really appreciate it. Stronger Together podcast is brought to you by TogetherCouplesCounseling.com, where we help couples communicate better, trust more, and argue less. Please visit our website for more information on this podcast, our in-person couples therapy services, and online fitness coaching for couples and individuals. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to hearing from you.